Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Matrix and Roadshow fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be doing a movie review of Creed 3. I just got back from the movie theater about 20 minutes ago, so I want to give you guys a review on this. Now, I'm going to split this into two. In the beginning here, since this movie actually came out, I'm going to give non-spoilers, which is going to be more of a reaction at first. And then I'll let you guys actually know about our spoilers. So, right off the bat... This is Michael Jordan's directorial debut, and he did a fantastic job. I really, really did enjoy this movie. I did. I was definitely worried about the um, the Rocky aspect of it because Rocky is not in this movie. That's not a spoiler because everybody already knew that. I believe they only mentioned his name like one or two times in the movie. They don't tell you where he's at or anything like that. But Michael, Michael B. Jordan he delivered on this. He definitely delivered on this. And actually, I did tear up a little bit in this movie because there's one scene I'm going to talk about in spoilers where I was like, wow. I was like, wow. So Tessa Thompson, I really like her in the Creed movies. I don't like her in the Thor movies. I don't. Uh, she was also good in um, uh, Westworld as well. She is really, really good as uh, Adonis Creed's wife. In this movie. Now they also have their daughter in this movie. I don't know the young lady that actually plays her. And she actually is deaf. So there's a lot of sign language here in the movie. The little girl is fantastic. Oh man she was great. Can't wait to see if they're actually going to bring her back in uh, Creed 4. Because she was really really good. Felicia Rashad. Now she's been in every single Creed movie. This was her best role in all of the Creed movies. I mean, she was definitely fantastic. And uh, Little Duke is back as well. He was good also in this. And this really kind of like a montage of um, the first three Creed movies as far as the boxers. I believe the only boxer that did not show up from the Creed movies was actually, um, um, what's, what's his name in uh, Creed 1? The first guy that uh, Creed actually fought, uh, Sperino. He wasn't he wasn't in this movie, but I believe just about every other major boxer throughout the rest of the movies are in this movie right here. Jonathan Majors. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first movie I've actually seen Jonathan Majors in. I didn't actually see Ant-Man yet. I'll wait till that actually comes out on uh, Disney Plus. His character is um a little bit different than what I expected. I guess you can say. Because there seems to be like two sides to this whole thing. And I was wondering exactly how they end up fighting. Which we kind of know based on a trailer how they're fighting. But it goes much, much deeper in this movie into their relationship. And I like it. And I did like it. So 
what other non-spoilers can I actually tell you guys about right here? Um, the fighting scenes. Because there is, if I'm not mistaken, there is three boxing matches in this movie. Now, Michael B. Jordan definitely takes a different approach to the boxing. Uh, definitely different from the first two uh, Creed movies and the Rocky movies. And this isn't a spoiler, but uh, Michael B. Jordan is a bit fan of anime. So if you are a fan of anime, you're going to like the um, the fighting in the movie. Now, I'm not an anime fan, and I do have a bit criticism about the uh, final fight. And I'll actually dive into that in a spoiler section. But the, the fighting scenes were still good. They were. With that being said, guys, you have been warned. Oh, let me give me my uh, score on this. I'm going to give this uh, Creed movie... I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I really, really did enjoy it. I think the first Creed movie is still the best. Uh, two is the second best. And this movie right here, the third best. And it was still really good. I believe if you if you actually had Rocky in this movie, because Rocky is definitely missing in one particular scene. And I'll get to that in the spoiler section here. But 8 out of 10, it was really good. I was blown away by um, the 2018 Creed movie. I was like, wow, I didn't expect this. Oh, one more thing, the music. Now, Ludwig um, Jorison, who actually does the music for The Mandalorian, I believe he's the composer on this movie. The music definitely took a huge step back because one thing about the Rocky uh, movies is the Bill Conti themes are there. The themes are missing in this one. And it kind of started with Creed, too. They kind of backtrack. From the main Creed theme. I don't really recall the Creed theme really being in this movie. Okay. Now, I know in Rocky Four, the Bill Conti um, uh, music wasn't really there. But that's because Bill Conti wasn't the composer on that movie. It was actually um, Vince Tacola. And it was definitely a different approach with the music. But Creed 3, 8 out of 10. Now, let's get into the spoilers now. You have been warned. Spoilers now. It starts off with um, a flashback scene to 2002 with Damien and um, Adonis, and it kind of sets the tone of. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How their relationship actually went. So in a nutshell, because there's multiple flashbacks, I'm just going to sum up the flashback right here. They go to um, a store and Donnie actually sees a guy that's running his uh, group home and he actually sees him. At this time, he's actually living with uh, Marianne Creed, but he sees the guy who was actually beating him up in a group home. And Dame was there, too. They were all in a group home and they all got beat. And then Creed is probably like um, 12, 13 years old, somewhere around there. And he just beats the hell out of this guy. And then Damien comes up and wants to protect him. He pulls out a gun. And when he does that, the police show up. And he gets arrested. 
Now, this is where the tension actually comes in. The whole reason why they end up fighting is because Adonis broke some street code. When the police showed up, guess what he did? He ran away. He ran away and Damien went to prison because he protected Adonis. Then Adonis gets rich and the first fight is actually his final fight, which is a rematch against a uh, pretty Ricky Conlon from the first movie. And he does win. However, the creed in this movie, and I like that they did this. He's not in his prime anymore. He's older. Um, he's not the same as what he used to be, but he still did end up winning a fight. And we do find out that um, his record is uh, 26 and one in his career. And then he retires. Dame comes back 18 years later and Dame definitely has a plan in place and it's not good. So everybody knows in the trailer that um, that Creed actually takes him into the gym. Lil Duke is not a fan of him, doesn't want him there. And the uh, the heavyweight champion is also training at the at the Creed gym. He's there. So he just brings in um, Creed just brings in uh, Damien as a sparring partner, even though Damien's made it clear. I want a title shot. And in reality, He's not a professional boxer. He was a boxer when he was a kid. Actually, before um, he got arrested, he had actually just won a Golden Gloves match when he was a kid. But he gets into the ring and he's definitely. Um, there's definitely some dirty tactics here, and I believe this is also how they're going to set up the uh, the Drago movie, because uh, allegedly there's going to be a Drago movie. Victor Drago is in this movie now. The guy that Damien ends up fighting, his name is uh, Cortez, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember his first name. He's the heavyweight champion. And he's actually supposed to be fighting Victor Drago for the championship. And really, guys, it's kind of like um, Adonis is really more like a promoter for the most part. He's promoting this fight. And then Victor Drago gets his hand broken. And so... They need somebody to fight. And so Creed actually says, you know what? Why don't you fight? Why don't you fight Damien? Because there's really nobody else out there. So they get in the ring. And honestly, guys, Damien is the first dirty fighter in the Rocky series. That fight against um, uh, Cortez was dirty. I mean, he was doing illegal punches and everything like that. Now, when it came to, you know, Ivan Drago and Rocky Four, yeah, he was on steroids, but his boxing techniques weren't necessarily dirty. Damien's using dirty techniques. And he kind of incapacitates um, Cortez. He knocks him out. And I thought they were, they were going to go full Rocky Four because I thought the man was dead. I thought he was dead. And the reason why they actually set up this fight, because. Adonis said, you know what? Everybody likes an underdog story. Rocky, um, look what Rocky did with Apollo. And that's one of the few times you actually hear the name of Rocky um, in this movie. So Damien's the champion, but come to find out, Damien actually set it up himself because the guy that actually broke uh, Drago's arm, because they were all at this uh, get together and Drago got attacked, Damien set that up. It was one of his um, prison buddies. They did that. Donnie finds all this out and um, 
Marianne um, kept kept bad letters from um, Donnie because Damien is really up to no good. And I got to tell you, man, Felicia Richard as uh, Marianne Creed in this movie. Tremendous. This one scene where I, where I actually said that I, I teared up. It was actually her death scene. Yeah, they killed off Marianne Creed in this movie. And I kind of knew that they probably would because her first scene in the movie, uh, Bianca and um, and Adonis are trying to convince her to move in with them because she already had one stroke. I was like, all right, they're going to give her a second stroke and they're going to kill her. And that's what they did. But in the scene where she actually dies, she's actually thinking that uh, Donnie is Apollo. And she's saying that Apollo I forgive you because because Adonis has taught me how to love again. And Felicia Rashad was so great in that scene. So great in that scene. I had tears in my eyes because it was that emotional. Michael B. Jordan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply directed the hell out of that scene right there. Now, one thing that I was always curious about as far as uh, ever since Rocky two, where was Apollo's other two kids? They kind of addressed that in this movie. I was wondering what took so long. And it's very, very subtle because when, um, when Donnie finds out that, um, Marianne was keeping those letters away from him, he actually said, you know what? Damien, was more of a family to me than your two other kids. So I was assuming that Apollo's two legitimate kids didn't like, didn't like um, Donnie. That's, that's the way I was looking at it. That's what I think they were actually trying to do um, in that scene right there. It was very powerful, very powerful. But eventually Damien accepts a uh, match with, um, with Donnie, because Donnie's actually on ESPN first take with Stephen A. Smith. And then um, Damien calls into the show. And I don't know if they noticed or not, but um, ESPN first take doesn't come on at nighttime. I noticed that ESPN first take comes on at, um, I believe, nine central time, which is um, seven. Eastern time. And they wouldn't do this first interview with anybody right at the beginning. So it was actually dark when Damien's sitting in his house. You can see the L.A. Uh, skyline, I guess you can call it whatever. Yeah, didn't match up, but that's just a minor pick right there. Now, when it comes to the fight, this is why I have a little bit of a problem. The first two rounds is fine. Then it goes up into this um, because it's actually in Dodger Stadium. Everybody's there. Then after the second round, they cut to this scene where. They're still in Dodger Stadium, but there's no spectators. And it really, really kind of goes full anime in a way. So that that really isn't for me. I'm not an anime fan. But then when they get done with that and it lasts for a few minutes, they say, oh, it's still 11 round. So 
that's my only gripe with the fighting, the anime stuff. Some people are going to like it. Some people may not like it, but anime isn't my thing. But um, eventually in the uh, last round, 12 round, Damien knocks out Donnie. He gets back up because, you know, the Soraki movie. And then he ends up knocking out Damien. And he comes out of retirement and he takes back the, the belt. Well, actually, it's three belts. He's the undisputed champion now, which I'm pretty sure he's going to retire again. But he's going to come back in uh, Creed four. So but him and Damien do actually end up making up at the end. And they actually take deleted scenes, because if you actually watch Creed two, there was deleted scenes where. Where. Where Adonis and uh, Victor Drago are sitting in the locker room. In each locker. And they're they're talking. They actually put that in this movie right here with Damien and Creed. So and if you haven't seen those deleted scenes in Creed 2, they're, they're really good. They really are good. For one thing, you actually have um, Creed talking to um, to Victor, you know, and they're all cool. And that kind of explains why they're cool here in this movie. And you also have Rocky and Drago kind of making up, too. So, yeah, uh, Creed 4. Let's make it happen. Let's make Creed 4 happen. Bring back Stallone, though. Bring back Stallone. I think Stallone, when, because Bianca didn't actually know that Donnie was getting beat up by this guy that ran the group home. I believe that Rocky would have been there for him for that. So, all right, I'm going to wrap up this uh, video, guys. I really did enjoy uh, Creed 3. Michael B. Jordan has already said that Creed 4 is going to happen. And I believe they're actually going to spin off. Could the Drago spinoff is probably already tied into this. Because Vit the Drago was actually supposed to fight uh, Chavez for the title. So that's where a Drago spinoff may end up happening. As Adonis abandons the belt again. But for some reason, he actually comes back in. So that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Matrix and Roadshow fans, this was a long, long video here, but I'm a Rocky fan. I enjoy the Creed movies, and that's just my review. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and we will catch you next time.